Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Mark Cox Morning Show. I'm glad you are with us. It is, of course, uh, Tuesday morning. And Kim, you're back. Welcome I'm, back. Thank you. And I'm actually really happy to be back in studio. You uh, survived Snowmageddon. Yeah. The commute was nice yesterday, but uh, I would far rather be in the studio with you guys. Yeah, and I'm sure your your son enjoyed waking up and seeing you there, right? Oh, yeah. He was yeah. excited when I went in there to see him. I'll bet he was. I'll bet. So, you know, I uh, made it in. <clears throat> didn't have any problems just in my neighborhood. The, the main roads weren't that bad, I didn't think. So I'm driving back home thinking, boy, they've really blown this thing out of proportion. Then I see the video of the fire truck sliding down the street doing a 360, right, and landing in somebody's front yard. And and I'm thinking, well, obviously it was a little worse in some areas than others. And then I get back to my neighborhood, <clears throat> and I almost didn't make it to my driveway. It was still that bad when I got back out to West County that uh, the, the street was a solid sheet of ice. Yeah. So there were places off the main road where you probably couldn't have gotten out all day, mm-hmm. depending on what kind of car you drive. I, I, I realized that when I got home, and uh, it was... It was still bad. That I mean, that was my concern was when I tried to get out of my neighborhood yesterday, and I'm spinning, and I missed the turn, slid right past it, and I'm not, I, it's, I mean, it, it's a little bit of a hill in my neighborhood, but not a significant hill where it would make sense that it was that slick. And as soon as that happened, I'm like, this is going to be a no. We're going to flip right back around and go home. Yeah, uh, good, good choice. I don't know how many people made that choice yesterday. I know a lot of companies just told people work from home, as my daughter pointed out. That's great, except her daycare canceled, so she had the kids at home. So getting much done was not easy, of course, at that point. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, had Easton home as well. We weren't comfortable driving him out in this either, but I'm sure a lot of daycares canceled. Yeah, I'm. I, everything was closed. But the that, city was closed yesterday. Yeah, the city was closed. I mean, But that is the benefit from all the chaos that came out of 2020. I know some people hate working from home, but it is nice that at least a lot of people now have that option that I think prior to 2020 companies might not have even realized that some jobs you you could do that. Yes. So at least you're not having to take a complete day off. Now, maybe employees don't like that because they'd rather have the day off. Yeah, I didn't like it during COVID. I, for, for, for the purposes of this show, I'd rather have you sitting at the end of the table down there where I can easily make eye contact with you when we're talking about things and we can have back and forth and all that. But I got to tell you, we were home for, what, two months, maybe? Not quite. Maybe, maybe eight, about right. eight weeks, something like that. 
And the boss called me up one day and said, hey, we're, we got permission to get you back in the studio. I'm like, oh, Steve, that's great. This is like on a Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm thinking we'll start Monday, right, the following Monday. He goes, I said, when are we back? He goes, tomorrow. And I'm telling you, I, I lost a half hour of sleep all of a sudden, had to get my butt up earlier, and then get in the car and start driving back down here every day. And momentarily, I missed that short commute, I'll have to tell you. It's funny because I pushed back when <clears throat> KMOV said we're going to go remote. I mean, you still went out to your live shots and interviews and everything, but you didn't go in for the editorial meetings every day. Right. And I remember pushing back, like, this is silly. I don't want to do this. And then once I got used to it, I absolutely <laughs> loved it. And I couldn't imagine having to go back to the studio. I would sit there and, yeah, you'd wear pajama bottoms for your meeting and just make sure you had your nice top on. Yep, absolutely. And just... Remember not to stand up, right? That, I, that those are my favorite when people accidentally stood up. Hey, lots, uh, lots for us to get to today. Obviously, it's the New Hampshire primary. Um, if you've already been listening to some news coverage this morning, you know that like Vultures Gap or whatever the hell they call it up there, Dick's Notch in, in New Hampshire. Notch. Oh, that's it. Vultures Gap up in New Hampshire already voted. It's six to nothing already, Nikki Haley. <laughs> All <laughs> like, six votes. Clearly it, she's going to win. Nikki, Dixville Gap is the is the uh it's the bellwether and and many people that have won Dixville Gap have gone on to become president of the United States. I'm sorry. The real clear politics average is up to 18 points plus Trump this morning. That's the average of all the polls. So he's even further ahead in some and not quite as far ahead in others. This is going to be a blowout today in New Hampshire. That's that's what's going to happen. We're going to have coverage for you this morning. Next hour, we'll check in with uh, Tanya J. Powers up there and give you all the latest on what's going on. We got uh, great interviews for you this morning. Um, we're going to talk to a local a neighbor who is fighting back along with his other neighbors to get people to, they're trying to put up, they're probably trying to put a homeless woman sh- pregnancy shelter in their backyard. And they're, they're, they're pushing back against it as they well should. The county refused to take a stand on it. So the people wanting this went to court, and now these residents may be forced to to accept this thing through a court order because their government didn't have the guts to stand up and say no. It's just pathetic. And we're going to talk to a member of that group coming up this morning uh, about 620. So uh, be sure and uh, stay tuned for that. We'll get to all that for you. First, let's get to the short list, please. The Mark Cox Shortlist. Do you think Biden will drop out? Personally, mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. I think so. Wow. How about that? Uh, Donald Trump uh, thinks Joe Biden will drop out of the race. The follow-up question should have been, who do you think's going to run in his place, Mr. President? Our thought is that if Haley doesn't get within four or five to get very close, that she's just not viable anymore. I believe we've already reached that point, uh, but that is the guy from the Trafalgar Group, one of the key polling agencies in the country, uh, who says that uh, if if it is an 18-point victory today for Trump, Nikki Haley is done. Stick a fork in her. Would you consider running independently? I've always said I'm not going to do that. I mean, I am a Republican. I'm running in a Republican primary, and I'm going to win in a Republican primary. Or... 
lose in a Republican primary. And uh, what happens then? She's not running for anything else, just so you know. What a bunch of malarkey. We know the value of voting Democratic when our votes count. It's important that you save your vote for the November election. <laughs> that That's AI, baby, right there. <clears throat> NBC News has broken some news in New Hampshire. They're going to find out if it's Russian collusion. Somebody is running robocalls to Democrats in the state of New Hampshire. That was sounded, I think it was sounded like Joe Biden's voice, telling them to stay home and not go vote in the Republican primary. This is reminding me of that text message when it said, text your vote for Hillary Clinton. Yes, or, or go vote, you know, a day early. Somebody's going to end up getting charged for this, whatever it is. Uh, but if you listen to this thing, I'm going to play the whole thing here for you. It definitely sounds like AI has taken Joe Biden's voice from a bunch of different speeches, put the words together, and it sounds like a direct message from the president of the United States, whether he knows it or not. Cut one. What a bunch of malarkey. We know the value of voting Democratic when our votes count. It's important that you save your vote for the November election. We'll need your help in electing Democrats up and down the ticket. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect Donald Trump again. Your vote makes a difference in November, not this Tuesday. If you would like to be removed from future calls, please press 2 now. (laughs) This is giving me vibes like The Office, because I wonder if that's how they did that, where you take when he said those words from various speeches and you put them all together and it does sound cohesive. Like Jim did it in the office. Yeah. I mean, talking about, I, I, I think I do remember that this was, you clearly, you could in a couple of places, you could tell like the way you said Donald Trump, it didn't sound natural, but if you just received that call at home, you might very well think it was a message recorded by Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, But who would do that? That's the question you have to ask. People who have a lot of time on their hands. People have a lot of time on their hands. Certainly nobody with with a legitimate campaign would do that. Right. So maybe there's a, a pack, somebody in a third party pack or something is trying to cut down on the number of these independents who are planning to go out today and vote for Nikki Haley. Or is this just a technologically savvy teenager or Gen Zer who's figured out how to do this? Well, he, he or she would have to be able to get a hold of the phone list, right? I mean, that's a you'd have to have a... I don't know how accessible the phone list is for these voters. I don't know. I don't know. I don't uh, pretend to be tech savvy and know all the ins and outs of that Also, stuff. at some point, at some point, I really think in this country there should be an intelligence test for voting. Honestly believe that. If your IQ is not above a certain point, you're probably too stupid to have a say in what in how things are going, right? If you let somebody giving you a robocall convince you to not go cast your vote, you may not be smart enough to participate in the process. Honestly, if you're not smart enough to know what day the election is, but you hear an ad that says, if you're a Hillary Clinton voter, vote today. If you're a Donald Trump voter, vote in two days. You're probably too stupid to vote. Mm-hmm. If you if you, if you can't figure out the day of the election and how to go about voting, I don't have much empathy for you. These are the same the same people who could probably be convinced that you could cast a ballot via Instagram or TikTok or Facebook. Yeah, online. Vote Mm -hmm. online. Don't leave your house. I mean, are you if you're that (laughs) stupid, yeah, you you probably don't need to go be voting because the rest of us should not be subjected 
uh, to your ignorance uh, at the ballot box for sure. All right, uh, we'll get to a quick break here. We'll get back to more on uh, what happened yesterday up in uh, New Hampshire uh, for sure. And we got Kim on a whim at the bottom of the hour. Next hour, we're going to be giving away some concert tickets. How about that? Doobie Brothers, Carl and I sort of announced that we'd be doing this yesterday, but we weren't allowed to say the name of the band until after 7 o'clock. Then we forgot to say the name of the band after 7 o'clock, right? We is a royal we. (laughs) Yes, it was. Anyway, uh, we do have tickets to the Doobie Brothers. Uh, We'll do that in the 6 o'clock hour this morning. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after our national anthem. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. That is without a doubt the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, the United States Supreme Court has let us down yet again. This ruling on Texas yesterday is just baffling to me. Supreme Court rules five to four. Amy Coney Barrett and John Roberts sided with the three lefties to allow the Biden administration to go down and remove the concertino wire, the the border barrier that the state of Texas put up along the river to keep illegals from coming in in what is a particularly dangerous part of the river to cross. The idea was to discourage them from crossing at that point. But that's not good enough. Doesn't matter if the, the Biden administration didn't care if they drown or not. They just don't want you to prevent them from coming in. Um, And I would I mean, I understand the concept that the federal government is in control of immigration in general. But there are issues here that directly affect border states and the government is doing nothing about it. The federal government is doing nothing about it. Uh, Governor Abbott down there said he tweeted out last night that regardless of this order, he will continue to push back uh, and he will. He'll find another way to try to discourage this because they're not doing anything about it. 
the U.S. solicitor in this case, Biden's top lawyer, went down there and uh, appealed that to, to the court for a stay, arguing that the effect of temporarily putting up uh, the lower court decision um, while uh, appeals continue, to the surprise of many, the court granted it on a five to four vote. Clarence Thomas, Sam Alito, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh voted against the stay. That means both Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Amy Coney Barrett joined with the three liberal justices to allow it. This is, by the way, not the first time that I believe Amy Coney Barrett has sided with those liberal judges. I've been kind of disappointed in her because she was appointed by Trump. I was really excited to to have her there as a Supreme Court justice, and Mm -hmm. I just feel like she's— kind of disappointing in the way that she's it, voted. Yeah, it's not a final determination on the merits, but it is also not an encouraging sign for those seeking to secure the border. So it's not a final, no, Texas, you can't do that. But initially what it's saying is you can't stop the federal government from sending in troops to cut down your concertina wire and allow the illegals to come on across. I mean, this just showed you when Biden is complaining about needing more money to do something at the border and then you have an opportunity to try to deter these people from crossing illegally with what razor wire can't be that expensive compared to, say, a, a wall they were trying to build. Mm-hmm. Why would you not allow that? I mean, J.B. Pritzker and Eric Adams um, in, in New York City, they should all be up in arms about this because this is not just affecting Texas. This is affecting their communities well, seeing, as well. They're seeing that They now. are seeing it, but they need to continue speaking out about this or, or not. You've got to have the liberals who are speaking out against the Biden administration, because yeah. I think that's what's finally getting people's attention. I, I think they should start combining their their ideologies, right? Because the left in this country supports the use of electric vehicles. Let's apply that to the border and apply some electric to that fence. Oh, because I think that would really put a dent in the problem. I think so. Don't you think? I, I could think that would definitely be a deterrent. Have you ever laid your hand on an electric fence? No. Have you? you oh, yeah. And you, you you don't want to repeat that process. <laughs> Let me tell you. It happened to us actually on the Cliffs of Moore in Ireland when we were uh, walking along the cliffs. There's a cow pasture to the left. And in trying to navigate the rocks, uh, I think it was my wife who laid her hand over on this fence and didn't know it was electrified. And it was a shocking experience, needless to say. Yeah, there, there's an idea for them. I'm sure they wouldn't like that one very much either. All right, uh, quick break here. Coming up, we'll get to Kim on a whim. Top of the hour, uh, Tanya J. Powers live from New Hampshire, where they've already voted in Vulture's Gulch, <clears throat> and Nikki Haley is leading by six votes. We'll have all the drama for you playing out in New Hampshire. We'll give away some Doobie Brother tickets as well. We'll be right back. Kim on a whim. I watched this interview yesterday that really caught my attention because it made me want to jump through the computer screen as I was watching it. And <laughs> this happens to me almost daily. <laughs> Maybe throw some punches. And yeah. I'm, I'm not a I'm not a violent person at all. It was an interview. And I, I say interview lightly and I'll explain why that MSNBC's Joy Reid was doing with the Moms of uh, Moms for Liberty co-founder Tiffany Justice. And they were talking about the the books that they're finding in these children's libraries and schools that are very inappropriate. And Joy Reid was just so condescending. And she would ask this Moms for Liberty co-founder a question and then completely steamroll right over her when she tried to answer it. 
And, and that was probably one of the most frustrating parts. And she was saying things like, I'm the one that's interviewing here. I'm the one asking the questions. Listen to part of this interview here. What is the expertise that you have and other Moms for Liberty advocates have to decide that a book, an award-winning book like All Boys Aren't Blue isn't oh. appropriate for students to read? What, what is your expertise? A, what a tragic story of a young man who's anally raped by his adult family member. So you have incest, rape, pedophilia. Joy, you said you'd let me answer, so sure. I'm going to answer Please for do. you. Um, in what context is a strap-on dildo acceptable for public school? Just let, I mean, that's my question mm -hmm. to you. Tell me what the context around the strap-on dildo or the rape of a minor child by a teacher. Hold on a second. No, no, no. no, no. no wait, We're talking on. about no, public no, no. school. One, one moment. All right. You hear that? The way that Joy Reid was, hold, excuse me, everything she said, she just had to interrupt because she couldn't stand to hear Tiffany Justice try to justify why kids don't need to be learning about strap-on dildos. You're book banning. Is what she said. Yes. Yeah. You. No. No. We're not banning anything. We're not trying to ban anything. What we want it to be is an appropriate place and time of a parent's choosing if those subjects are going to be brought up. Right? Yes. I mean that's pretty simple. And Moms for Liberty, Tiffany Justice, she brought up a great point. She's like, not that long ago, I mean, there was just a general understanding with the public that there were certain material that wasn't really age appropriate for like fifth graders to be learning about sex positions and anal rape. I mean, come on. I mean, why is it controversial that that these this type of material shouldn't be allowed in schools. I have if, no idea. If you want to go check it out in a, in a, in a library, adult library, whatever, you know what, I, you do your thing, I guess, okay? But kids should not have access to this material. It's sick and twisted is what it is, and the people that push it are sick and twisted, and I don't understand it. They've had this argument out in the St. Charles County Library System um, why is it controversial? Mm -hmm. Why does a public library need to have content like that? Yeah. It, it, it appeals to a prurient interest is, I believe, if I remember from my my uh, communications uh, law uh, classes all those years ago, that's the standard the Supreme Court used to judge these things by. Why would you need to have that subject matter available where children could potentially gain access to it. Think about this, right? When you go to the movies, you're going to see that it's PG, PG-13, R. Is it, what, 17 you have to be to get into an R-rated movie without Supposed a parent? To. Is that right? right. Okay. Right. Why are people not up in arms about those those ratings? I mean, why are people not saying, the liberals not saying, if my five-year-old wants to go watch an R-rated movie, then they should be able to do that? I mean, I guess technically you could take your child, your five-year-old child, to go with you to an R-rated movie, right? right? As long as there's an adult there. But why are people not up in arms about that? That their, say, 15-year-old shouldn't be able to go see an R-rated movie because they feel like that's best that they're exposed to that kind of material. Because it's widely accepted that, that certain content in movies is just not appropriate for a certain age group. Well, that, That's going to be the next argument that people are going to be up in arms about. Right. What what you have to do to rebuild a a society is tear it down to begin with. So they, for years, what's been going on in this country is the progressive left, particularly the radical progressive leftists, the the, the radical LGBTQ crowd, uh, the radical school crowd. <clears throat> they've been trying to tear down social norms so they can allow anything, which results in the tearing down of society. That's what they're after because they want to rebuild it 
into what they want, exactly. which is socialism and complete government control of everything. Right. They want to rewrite history, essentially, so <clears throat> it fits do. their narrative. I want to get your opinion about this. So during the interview with Joy Reid and this this uh, co-founder, they talked about this opt-out form that's supposedly available in one of the counties in Florida, Broward County, that allows parents to say that their child would not be able to check out books from the library without their permission. I'm not really sure how I feel about that. I understand, I understand in theory why that might be a good idea, but then I feel like you're kind of ostracizing those kids who kids who you don't want reading that content so so then why would you just not have the books there I, I don't know I mean if, if you want the book why don't you have to go the extra step to get the book why do you have to be the one who's the weirdo you know who can't check out books yes I, 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 I agree with that completely I am fully on board with that I, I don't know why it would go that direction but I, the Joy Reid thing I'm with you um, I'm not sure she's trying to emulate Donald Trump with that new hairdo or what <laughs> Uh, but but to have her sit there and look at this woman and and with her snarky uh huh uh huh you I'm asking the questions mm-hmm. uh, that attitude she didn't want anybody it's the same way with these school boards if you'll notice when they're ever they're discussing these books and one of the parents has the guts to walk up open the book up and start reading from it at the podium yeah. they immediately shut down the public portion of the meeting. Because what they're reading is inappropriate. Right. If it's inappropriate to read at a school board meeting, it's probably inappropriate for your child to be reading it. Yeah, it makes adults uncomfortable. Was it John Kennedy who was reading? Oh, yeah. Senator Kennedy was Uh reading from one of the books. And it was so uncomfortable, partially because it's John Kennedy reading (laughs) sexually explicit content. But, I mean, that just goes to show, I mean, if, if we're all sitting here as adults cringing listening to him read from this book that's available to children in some cases to your point mark i mean what does that tell you why why are we having to fight so hard against this i and and the term book banning that's become like a a hot like a hot button issue in general just that phrase book banning because of course we're saying we're not banning books we're trying to just say hey we don't want these available for children we are filtering content for age appropriateness it's not a great deal different than saying listen if you're if you're 17 or 18 years old uh you you've only just gotten permission to drive you're not old enough to buy a gun you're not old enough to buy a beer there are all these things we restrict you from doing going to you know x-rated movies and r-rated movies although you can download them on your phone these days uh pretty easily you should not have the ability to go out and genitally mutilate yourself uh, because you're probably not enough of an adult. Your brain has not matured enough to make those kinds of decisions. Right. Now, one of these days when you're a legal adult, uh, if you want to uh, chop off the dangling participle and try to play women's golf, go for it. If women's golf is dumb enough to allow that, which apparently they are, according to the story we read yesterday, you go for it. But we're not going to allow you to do that when you're too young to know the difference. This is no different. If when you're 21 or 22, you want to go check those books out and read them uh, because you don't understand what a strap-on is, uh, educate yourself. Mm-hmm. But you're too young at 14, 15, 16 to be reading that stuff, period. Yeah. yeah. It Really, I mean, it's 
the parents who were insisting that their kids be exposed to some of this material at such a young age, I mean, that I really, yeah, I question the sanity of the parents. Yeah. Because what are you trying to put in your kid's head? And even at one point, Joy Reid was talking about one of the books, and she's like, yeah, but what if kids feel seen by it? What if kids feel like they can really relate when they're able to read a book that talks about something like this? And the particular book that she was talking about was like a horrible, I think it was a rape. And and that was that was the the Moms for Liberty's point. She was like, "You're you're telling me that you want the kid then to be able to read about someone who's being horribly raped?" Or, right. I mean that that's and, disturbing. And, and Joy I mean, Reid has no answer for that. Yeah, she has no answer for it. It's, um, it's, the whole thing is just is so sad, and I just can't believe society has gone this far down where we are right now. Well, I don't know who the parents are who think it's okay, and and maybe they're the ones that need to have a mental health check. If uh, and I feel sorry for their kids mm-hmm. if they think it's okay that their kid might stumble across that in a public library or a school library, either yeah. one. I mean, they're the ones at the school board meetings who are the loudest. They're the ones who yeah. who come together and they chant and they are the ones who make the the headlines right that you see the next day for one of those meetings. But if you stand up and you're opposed to it, you might go on an FBI watch list. Right, and you're labeled a bigot at the very least. Rachel Maddow uh, went on another rant last night on MSDNC. And, I mean, if I this might be something that needs to be saved and played from this point forward as, as a prime example of Trump derangement syndrome end stage. I mean, the end stage of that disease must just be going into an insane asylum because that's what I heard from her mouth last night. I'm going to play that for you if the Joy Reid stuff wasn't enough to get your day off to a good start. I'll let you hear from Rachel coming up. Every single thing that Donald Trump has said or put on TV has been a lie. Check with the fact checkers. Every single thing. When you hear Trump speak, what's he talking about? Grievances? The past, he's talking about vendettas. Today, he's in court. Biden's talking about investigations. Neither one of them is talking about the future. Let me tell you a little bit about the future, Nikki. Uh, In about 12 hours, roughly, uh, you will lose in New Hampshire by, I would estimate, greater than 18 points. The real clear politics average this morning is Trump plus 18.7. And that is all of the polling going back, um, let's see, at least five or six days. That's an average of all the polling over the last five or six days. You know, Nikki's probably up celebrating somewhere this morning because she won in Dixville Notch. Got all six votes. (laughs) Uh, and uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But to listen to the coverage of this, you'd think she'd already won New Hampshire. It was How did they phrase it? An early victory? An early victory. <laughs> six six, six votes, Just guys, after midnight, six. all six residents came out and they all voted for Nikki Haley. We know which direction this is going. Clearly she's going to win New Hampshire. <laughs> anyway, the, 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 the mainstream media bowing to the Nikki Haley forces continues and it... it it just shows you that TDS exists on both sides of of the um, aisle. It, it really does. Like I listened to a guy yesterday uh, on this radio station who it was a guest and he he was 
all in for Ron DeSantis. And he was clearly, the guest was very bitter uh, that Ron DeSantis mishandled this uh, because now he doesn't have any choice but to go back and vote for Donald Trump. And here's what's going to happen. He says Donald Trump is is damaged goods. And, you know, we've got polls that say once he's convicted, people aren't going to um, vote for him. Missing the point, I believe, that if if the indictments of Donald Trump have been like, um, you know, super unleaded into his gas tank, if they actually convict him on one of these sham indictments somewhere around the country, doesn't matter to me which one it is. But if these left wing prosecutors who in many cases have have coordinated with the White House to persecute and prosecute Donald Trump actually get a conviction, it's going to be like adding avgas onto the fire. That's aviation fuel. That's greater than super unleaded, if you if you get my meaning. Um, I think people are going to flock to Donald Trump's defense because they see how this government will attack and mistreat you if it disagrees with your point of view. That's dangerous territory, folks. Do you understand that? That's third world politics where you don't you don't face your opponent in an election. You put them in jail where no one can vote for them or you kill them like they do in Russia so that no one can vote for them and you intimidate the hell out of anybody that might try to support them. Hence, January 6th, by threatening to lock them up because you didn't like their mindset that day. They're a threat to democracy. I want you to hear what the chief uh, nut cook and bottle washer over MSDNC, Rachel Maddow, had to say last night. She, she is in the end stages of Trump derangement syndrome. Listen to what she believes is going to happen if Donald Trump gets elected. That's what he's offering. That that strongman model is what the Republican base is enthused about. And that is something that sets him apart from every other Republican candidate. And I think that we're naive to think that he's tricking people into picking him and then mm. surprise and act like a dictator. What he's offering is strongman leadership, the end of politics, the end of elections, the end or the or the sidelining or domesticating, as Ruth Ben Giat says, of the judiciary uh, mm -hmm. and the Congress. It'll be, he'll be the man in charge and he'll get it done. And that's what he's selling. And that's what they are very eager to buy. Uh, yeah. The end of elections. <laughs> what are the Democrats it's, doing again right now? Thank you. It's the end of America, according to her. If you try to prevent your uh, your opponents from going to the polls and voting. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. What are you doing right now? You're putting you're putting conservatives on FBI watch lists. You're indicting your political opponent 91 times in case the first 90 don't work. We got one more to go to try to lock him up for 700 years on charges nobody's ever been charged with before. Ever. The one in the state of New York, nobody's ever been prosecuted under that law that anybody can remember. Fox went back and researched it, but they're going after Donald Trump because he'll end the world as we know it. It's the most ridiculous, over-the-top allegations, and they're just getting started. Wait wait till they start spending all the money on the packs and putting the attack ads out. I mean, it's going to get ugly 
this year. And you got nuts like that leading the charge every day on MSDNC, convincing the the mind-numbed people who watch MSNBC that the end of the world is coming if Donald Trump gets elected. It is unbelievable how far they've sunk over there. I, I just, I'm mystified by it every time I listen. Coming up, we'll check in with Tanya J. Powers. Maybe she's up in Dixville Notch. We'll get a live report coming up. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.